You're listening to the Gym Class Podcast from 1600 ESPN. It's the Gym Class with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes on 1600 ESPN KGYM. Happy March, everybody. March 1st edition of the Gym Class coming to you live on 1600 ESPN. Eastern Iowa's home for sports. We're live from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids on a another beautiful day out there across Eastern Iowa. Spencer Wagan sitting in for Scott Unash today. Mark Duke's joining me here momentarily. Producer Isaac is here as well with you till 4 o'clock here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Love to hear from you today. The phone line going to be occupied by a couple great guests uh, here on the program today. Jeff Johnson from the Cedar Rapids Gazette going to join us coming up here in about 10 minutes uh, or so. Going to look ahead to next week and the Boys State Basketball Tournament in Des Moines. Girls Tournament continuing on today. We'll get you some updates on an Emil's Hideaway scoreboard here in just a bit. But uh, Jeff going to join us here about 3.15 or so to uh, talk some boys hoops with you on the airwaves here in eastern Iowa. And then at 3.30, uh, we were off yesterday, but uh, did not want to miss our uh, our opportunity to chat with the coach, Kevin Lehman, our off-the-glass segment coming up about 3.30, 3.35 or so here on the program. We'll talk about all the hoops headlines uh, you can handle going into a busy weekend, including that Iowa Northwestern men's game, uh, Missouri Valley hoops, Iowa State. We'll talk about it all with uh, Kevin coming up uh, later on in the show as we take you through a Friday afternoon here on 1600 ESPN. Uh, Mark joining me here on a uh, Friday. Mark, how's it going? Happy Friday. Going well, uh, Spencer. Thanks for joining us again today. And good afternoon to you and Isaac and everyone out there. And happy March. Yeah, happy March. It is uh, that time of uh, the year, uh, one of the best sports months of the year. I'd put it right up there with uh, probably September uh, as uh, as a great month because September, of course, brings us the start of college football season and the NFL. And uh, when you do when you talk about spring sports, you got uh, you got March uh, to look forward to with all the basketball you can handle uh, coming up here in in short order. Of course, a few conference tournaments starting next week. Uh, and then uh, the real thing getting going in just a few weeks. So plenty to uh, plenty to discuss uh, as we begin here on the uh, the program here today. And uh, Mark, uh, the news twenty three. I'd, I'd say twenty four hours, but it's like twenty three and a half hours old from yesterday. Uh, of course, it happens on a planned day off for all of our local shows, as we all opined on social media yesterday. But uh, Caitlin Clark making the announcement uh, yesterday on social media that she is uh, not going to be coming back for that fifth year, and uh, she's going to be uh, in the WNBA uh, coming up uh, and likely the number one overall pick. Yeah, I th- I'm not surprised at her decision by any means. I am surprised a little bit of the timing. Perhaps she wanted to do it before Seniors Day, uh, which is coming up uh, for that game against Ohio State this weekend, and uh, that would make sense. Uh, but, um, you know, in the end, I I don't know if you agree or not, Spencer. It doesn't really matter what I think or we think or anybody thinks. Uh, it ultimately was Caitlin Clark's decision, and I think uh, she weighed it um, probably pretty heavily. And, you know, we're going to remember her as, I think anyway, doing as much for women's basketball and basketball in general than than any point or assist or, or record she may have. Uh, it it uh, It's truly been phenomenal. Uh, we'll get to see her uh, one more time at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, if not more, in the NCAA tournament. But um, uh, I don't think anybody was really surprised at her decision. And I think we're going to find out. We're going to have... Iowa assistant coach Jan Jensen on the show on Tuesday. I think we're going to find out that Caitlin Clark, this this whole season has weighed pretty heavily on her. And uh, from the stand, you know, as much joy as she has derived from scoring a lot of points, triple doubles, uh, interacting with fans, what have you, uh, it's I, I think we're going to find out it's taken a bit of a toll on her. And she's ready to move on to the next level. 
Yeah, I don't think there was a wrong decision in all of this. If she comes back to Iowa for another year, um, you know, then great. I know Iowa fans would be absolutely, you know, thrilled to the moon and back with that uh, decision if that was what she ultimately came to. But I think you're right. Like getting getting set for that next chapter, um, considering, you know, she's done pretty much all she can do at this level, except obviously win a championship, and that goal is still out there. Uh, you know, a national championship that came close last year, and who knows what this postseason run is uh, is going to hold for her and the Hawkeyes. But uh, I think she's just ready, and she said as much. You know, she's she's ready for that next challenge, uh, being such a, a competitive person, a person that plays with, you know, passion for the game and, uh, you know, a, a great uh, a great energy and, and, and love of the game, too. Um, I think she was ready just for the next chapter, and that next chapter likely, of course, going to be with the, the Indiana Fever. I say the word likely because you don't know what's going to happen, but it, it's almost near certain that they're going to draft her. If they pass on her, it would be one of, I think, the, the great draft upsets of all time uh, would go against everything they've put out on social media over the last 24 hours, too, because uh, I'm sure you saw, Mark, uh, after... Uh, she made her announcement on on uh, on X uh, that she was turning pro and going to declare for the draft. The Indiana Fever almost instantaneously put out, "Hey, we have the number one pick. Buy your season tickets now." And that sure says to me, and uh, you know, it's blatantly obvious uh, why they put that out that they plan on bringing her into the fold. It's just a, a matter of making it official here in a couple months. Yeah, I think you're quite right about that. Of course, uh, things could change, but I think the in Indiana is going to be all in on Caitlin Clark, and um, already people are checking uh, the website and preseason games and and what have you. But uh, I thought, you know, what if Caitlin Clark came back and and I have uh, I'm at odds about why she would have been eligible to come back, but that's that's a discussion for another day. But you know, we're going to be deprived of a Clark Juju Watkins matchup, right? I think so. Uh, unless we see that here, unless Iowa and USC get paired up in, in a in a bracket, but I can't imagine uh, they would be you know first or second round opponents. Right, and, and you know the they'll only play, face USC once uh, next year, Iowa that is, and I don't know whether it's going to be uh, here or there. But uh, I say deprived, uh, being selfish about that. But that would have been great theater there, I, I think. I, I momentarily, I, I don't know how I momentarily forgot USC is joining the Big Ten next year. My brain's yeah. like, yeah, the NCAA tournament, right? They might be in the same. No, they'd be conference mates next year. Uh, but but that, you bring up a good point kind of, uh, you know, within the, within the lines there, between the lines there, Mark. This is really kind of the end of a chapter an important chapter in in Iowa athletics but also Iowa women's basketball uh with senior day this weekend you've got five seniors departing uh Caitlin Clark obviously one of them but Molly Davis Sharon Goodman who was kind of a surprise addition to that list uh and then Gabby Marshall and Kate Martin so uh that that starting five that started what was it two and a half years straight through of of Sonano Warnock uh Clark Martin and Marshall by the end of the season, they'll all be all be gone, but uh, definitely fond memories of, of all they brought to, to the Iowa women. Yeah. Let's not forget about those other women as well, because they've had uh, certainly an impact. And I know you, uh, you and bringing it up um, are, are kind of reinforcing that position, but the text we just received from 6429, uh, like most, I never, paid the WNBA any attention that is about to change Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston have the chance to be a lethal combination and I guess I go to the first part of that um, like many nobody paid much attention to uh, women's basketball um, you know some are diehard have been diehards but before Caitlin Clark she that that has been her impact you and I both know people that couldn't have given two hoots about Iowa women's basketball mm -hmm. four or five years ago, right? Yeah, uh, it, people people maybe, you know, they, they hoped, if you're an Iowa fan, I'm sure you, you hoped the team did well because if you're a fan of Iowa athletics, you just have kind of a general support of all teams, right? We do that with all the teams. We went, we, you know, whether we went to school there or we're a fan of that, that program or whatever, uh, that school, we 
you know, we hope the team does well, but you might, you only pay attention maybe to football or men's basketball or, or whatever, whatever, uh, depending on the school you go to. But, uh, she, as you mentioned, is a big part of why, and, and the whole team is a big part of, you know, people bringing in interest to, uh, to the, to the, uh, to, to the games themselves, um, sell out crowds, you know, I mean, that, that's, part of the legacy you know building up the the passion and and the the love of women's basketball where you're seeing a a situation like saturday against ohio state where you have tickets on the secondary market going for you know 500 bucks plus to to see this team play uh and and the ncaa tournament games i'm sure when iowa hosts is going to be going to be sold out as well at Carver. So it's going to be a big part of, uh, you know, the legacy of drawing new, drawing or bringing in, you know, fans, but drawing in new fans as well. Yeah. The impact has been like no other. And while I'm thinking about what might have been, had she returned, I'm also thinking about, you know, we talked about the WNBA draft. Some people have talked about the Olympics. I think Caitlin Clark's a long shot to make the U.S. Olympic team. It, uh, the, the candidates are, mm-hmm. up, there's two dozen candidates, but we don't have the time now because Jeff Johnson is going to be joining us, but how many points will Caitlin Clark average in her first year? Uh, that's certainly, 10 to f- go ahead. 10 to 15, 15 to 20, 20 or more. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's uh, going to be interesting to see how much of a learning curve there is because I think we can all agree there probably will be a transition period between, you know, college to the pros. But uh, I think you know even if there is one, it's going to be uh, a very a very uh, minuscule transition uh, for someone as talented uh, as Caitlin Clark. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. Talk and text line is open at three sixteen as we uh, pivot from. College basketball to the high school ranks. Jeff Johnson uh, from the Cedar Rapids Gazette joining us uh, here on the talk line on a Friday afternoon. Uh, still watching the girls' state tournament uh, conclude here this weekend, but boys' state coming up next week, and we'll talk about that with uh, Jeff here uh, over the next few minutes on 1600 ESPN. Jeff, appreciate the time. How you doing? You know, the weather's back warm again. I'm watching golf on one channel and a little spring training on the other. I mean, it, it, this is the best time of year, isn't it? Yeah, we got uh, plenty of hoops to discuss as well, so uh, I ain't complaining. No, best time of year for me. Basketball coming to a conclusion, weather warming up, baseball. I mean, it's it's my favorite time of year. As if it mattered, the Twins won a spring training game. Hey, I saw Royce Lewis at a Grand Slam, Duker. Let's go. (laughs) Not that it means anything. Boys Day basketball tournament coming up, uh, as Spencer mentioned. But, man, I want to go back to Tuesday. And we saw what happened to Kansas running through the um, regular season undefeated, then losing in the first round of the state tournament. And, boy, almost didn't get there this year. What happened Tuesday? Yeah, it was almost exactly the – well, it was very similar to um, the state tournament game. Last year against Pleasant Valley, ironically, you know, a Mississippi Athletic Conference opponent Tuesday night in North Scott as well. So, I mean, North Scott just was very, very hot from three-point range, uh, especially in the second half. It ate three-pointers, and, and Kennedy went into a couple of uh, uncharacteristic um, offensive dry spells. And next thing you know, I mean, it's it's anybody's game. And North Scott actually had a two-point lead with a minute and a half left, and it was like, holy cow, what's going on here? But, um, you know, Kennedy survived. And, you know, um, in talking to the players and, and Coach John McCowan, uh, you know, after the game, they think this is something that's going to be great for them because, you know, they stared into the abyss, so to speak. They were literally uh, a three-point attempt at the horn away from from losing and then having a season, uh, a, a supposed, you know, a, a previously special season you know, be taken away from them just like that again. So, you know, we'll see if maybe this takes a little heat off off uh, the Cougars. Um, there's no question. Uh, I mean, they're going to be thinking about last year and last year's loss to Pleasant Valley when they when they play Monday uh, or Wednesday, I guess it is, uh, against Dallas Center Grimes. So uh, we'll see if it, if it is, in fact, uh, uh, something that really helps them. 
What do you think of the interestingly? Go ahead, Spencer. I'm sorry. No, you're good, Mark. We should we should plan out who's asking the questions before we, before we talk to Jeff. Jeff's confused on the phone. Like, what's going on? There's ten people talking at once. Uh, what do you think about the path for Kennedy, Jeff? Uh, Dallas Center Grimes, obviously in the opener, but then uh, seeing potential for Senior and Ankeny in round two, and then uh, obviously some uh, some pretty talented teams in the bottom half of the bracket too. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, I mean, you got to take care of business. I mean, there's. There's no question Kennedy would be a pretty prohibitive favorite against uh, DCG, which, uh, you know, plays in a, a conference for primarily 3A and 2A schools, the little Hawkeye. Um, then you look at that other game, I'm, I'm really interested. That's senior and Ankeny's real class of style. Senior light wants to, to play a real um, half-court type of game. And, you know, Ankeny wants to get up and down as a, as a kid named Carson Johnson who leads 4A in scoring, um, shoots 50% literally from, from three-point range, and that's with well over 100 attempts. So, uh, And then, you know, like you said, bottom of the bracket. Um, I still think this is West Des Moines Valley's tournament to lose, quite frankly. I mean, that's uh, a team that won it all last year, really really a surprise because there were so many young players on, on that squad, a lot of sophomores, and those guys are now juniors. And, um, yeah, they have an 18 and five record, but their two best players are, are Zay Robinson and, uh, Curtis Stinson Jr., the son of the former Iowa State, uh, standout guard. I mean, they, they didn't play together maybe only a handful of times in regular season because both were, were, uh, injured and missed, oh, about six, seven, eight games, uh, a piece. So, uh, I still think it's, you know, uh, with that experience from last year, with the talent that those two have in particular, their size, um, I, I still think it's Valley's tournament to, to lose in 4A. But, uh, you know, that's why they play him. And, and Kennedy already owns a win over Valley in the regular season. But, again, that was without Stinson. Uh, he sat out that game with, with an injury. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it very well could come down to a Kennedy-Valley final, uh, in my opinion. That's That's kind of what I'm picking. Uh, 3A, you've got an all-area first-round matchup, uh, the Gazette, that is, and Decora and Williamsburg, the one versus eight. Decora's season, very talented team. Williamsburg with uh, Derek Weisskopf, the Iowa football recruit, who probably could have played basketball in college. But uh, let's assess that game, but I'm also thinking uh, watch out for assumption. Exactly, Mark. That's kind of what uh... – Scott Unash and I were talking after watching them beat Marion uh, soundly on Monday night at the downtown in, in a sub-state final. That's a team that's got it all, very, very lengthy, um, very athletic, very quick, a really good point guard, uh, a team to me that's incredibly dangerous, um, you know, here in the state tournament. And, you know, Decora uh, and Williamsburg, like you said, all our area. Williamsburg's kind of a surprise to to get the state. I mean, they were uh, Raiders were a third seeded in their in their district and and made their way out of that and and get to state. And like you said, Derek Weisskopf's as good an athlete as uh, there is in the state. Uh, and again, like you mentioned, he was uh, he thought his future coming into high school was going to be college basketball. Uh, you know, but football, obviously, he really emerged and, and signed with Iowa. And, and then Decora's got, uh, you know, uh, second time at, at state here in, in three years and, uh, you know, uh, experienced team, uh, only lost twice this season. Um, has uh, Ben Bachman, who was an All-Stater last year, like a six four wing guy. And, uh, you know, a lot of other experienced players. Trey McCain played on that uh, – state championship team at point guard and uh then there's this kid named LaFrance who's a 6'11 sophomore uh who uh really has um burst onto the scene this first year as, as uh in varsity for for Decora and yeah he is the son of uh Decora assistant coach and former NBA player Rafe LaFrance so um Decora I, I would certainly would is going to be favored to win the first game and you know then uh, could be matched up with uh, with Assumption, and uh, they're in the in the semifinals if Assumption can can beat Ballard. So uh, very wide open field three. It's been very topsy turvy all season, honestly. And um, you know, well, uh, to me, this is the most wide open class, uh, no question about it. 
Well, our next guest, uh, Kevin Lehman's uh, very excited about Iowa City, Regina, making the field in uh, 2A. I think you're only area team, but a uh, fairly daunting task in the first round. Yeah, Western Christian, um, top-seeded, uh, 24th state tournament appearance for for the school, won 10 state championships, uh, runner-up last year in 2A to, to Central Lion. Uh, very tough task, very tall task for, for Regina. But, you know, uh, regardless of what happens in that game, I mean, uh, you know, Paul Ronquist is coming there his first year as head coach after uh, a stint as, like, associate slash assistant coach at Iowa City West, won a state championship at Mount Pleasant. The guy knows how to coach, and he's he's turned around that program in, in one season. Uh, you know, the Regals have uh, have a bunch of guys – you know, they play football and everybody knows how great a football school that is. And, uh, you know, that that's translated over into basketball this season. Michael Martin's a terrific uh, senior forward for them. And, you know, they won a couple of close games here, uh, three close games, actually, in, in the postseason thus far, upset Pella Christian uh, in a sub-state final. And uh, I don't think the moment will be too big for them uh, against Western on uh, on Tuesday. No question about that. Or Monday, I guess it is, Monday night. Well, the beat kindly goes on for uh, North Lynn. What a remarkable story, um, not only this year, but, um, God, how many years back is it, has uh, North Lynn been doing this? This is the eighth consecutive state tournament appearance um, for North Lynn. Won uh, its quarterfinal game, its previous seven trips. Has been in a state championship game six consecutive years, which has never been done. Um, I mean, it, like you said, it's an absolutely amazing run, and you're looking at a, a, a very small rural uh, public school that's able to do this, um, and that makes it even more amazing to me. But and they're a number one seed. The Lynx are number one seed again. They play Woodbine to, to kick the tournament off Monday morning at ten thirty, and. I mean, it's just a typical Northland team. I mean, it's going to get after you full court uh, defensively and, and try and create turnovers, uh, which, you know, leads to inevitably to big runs and big margins. And, uh, you know, the moment certainly won't be uh, too big for, for those guys because there's so many that played in last year's, uh, well, yeah, the last couple, I guess, state tournament uh, or state championship games, uh, Mason Betch and Ty Flughoffer are one good one, two offensive punch um, seniors that have been around and, and know what it's like to to win and, and win state championships. And, uh, you know, this uh, I'm not saying it's, it's a given that North Lynn will win. Uh, not saying that at all, but, uh, you know, you, you almost have to expect at this point that, uh, Friday afternoon, they, they're going to be in the finals, which is, like you said, just incredible run. First pitch at Vets Memorial Stadium is how many days? Uh, oh, you're catching me at a bad time. I, I can't even <laughs> tell you. I just know Dayton is the uh, is the opening day uh, opponent, which is really weird, right? You know, a trip that far to start the season out. Usually they're playing – you know, like a Quad Cities or a Beloit or a Peoria, somebody closer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it should be another good team, I would think. Just I, Obviously, you don't know who's going to be uh, on the team yet. Spring training doesn't start for the minor leaguers for another week and a half or so, two weeks. And uh, so we don't know what the roster will look like. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's uh, in line they're in line to have some, some pretty good prospects. And obviously the one that everybody's – probably most excited about would be Walker Jenkins, who was the, the first-round pick of the Twins last year. It was number four overall, I believe. Tore it up in rookie ball in his pro debut last summer. and uh, Don't know that we'll see him in Cedar Rapids uh, at the beginning of the season. I'm sure spring training will have a lot to say about that, but I would be uh, pretty surprised if he's not uh, a member of the Colonels at some point. Um, you know, next season, a young 19-year-old outfielder who's uh, who's got a lot of tools. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jeff, That's appreciate it. Here we go again. No. <laughs> Jeff, appreciate the time. Have a great uh, rest of your day and a great weekend, weekend okay? Boys, yeah, thanks very much, boys. Take care.
Jeff Johnson from the Cedar Rapids Gazette uh, here on 1600 ESPN as Mark and I get our wires crossed for a second time in that uh, interview with Jeff. Uh, Boys State Basketball coming up uh, next week. And uh, I'm sure, Mark, you got uh, some updates from the uh, the girls' tournament on an Emil's Hideaway score- scoreboard. What do you got? I do indeed. Girls' State tournament in the uh, 1A semifinals. North Lynn, we mentioned the boys, and now the girls uh, have uh, qualified for the championship game, defeating Council Bluff St. Albert today, 60-37. to 37. North Lynn will play the winner of a game going on right now between Newell Fonda and Remsen St. Mary's. That game coming up 7 o'clock tomorrow night. At the Cognizant Classic in Florida, the latest stop on the PGA Tour, Cedar Pitting Zach Johnson is minus one on his round after an even par showing yesterday. Austin Eckroat is the leader at minus 10. Right now, Zach flirting with the cut line, which is uh, two under par. And Spencer, the NCAA Rules Committee recommended uh, changes for the 2024 college football season. Uh, The three that I noted are the use of helmet communications, presumably one on offense, one on defense. Uh, Secondly, in-game use of tablets, which uh, many coaches have recommended and endorsed. And lastly, and kind of interesting, two-minute warnings at the end of the first half and in the fourth quarter, uh, both to approve or not coming in April. Yeah, it certainly is interesting. Uh, the the college football path we've been on uh, feels like we are headed toward like a mini NFL, like NFL minor leagues almost. But uh, with all the other changes that have led to that, I'm perfectly okay with with helmet communications and tablets and and a two minute warning. I feel like that's uh, something that should have been a at least adapted a long time ago. It all makes sense to me. Uh, all of the above uh, makes sense to me, and. Uh... I think fans are going to like it. Um, you know, um, every year there's rule changes. I think these are good ones. 319-366-1600, Mark, 1900 on the text line. Uh, 39 days till the Colonel's opener. So there you go. That's the that's the official that? math. 39 days away. So there you go. Uh, hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's the weather we've been having now would be perfect for opening day for the Colonel's. But uh, hoping April doesn't bring us too many showers but we need the rain. So we're kind of in this weird pattern of we like what we have, but we need some more of precipitation. And yeah, <laughs> as long as it's not snow, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Uh, covered uh, and uh, uh, observed many openers and it's uh, across the board. Snow, 75 degrees, what have you. We'll take what we get. And uh, but yeah, uh, 39 days away be a fun summer it certainly will be that uh is uh, our conversation with jeff johnson also an emails hideaway scoreboard brought to you by emails hideaway classic american restaurant off of first avenue near lindale mall in cedar rapids find out more about them at emailshideaway.com. you can find the link on our website kgymradio.com plenty more to come here on the gym class for a friday we've got uh the coach kevin lehman joining us here in a couple minutes we'll talk some college hoops Preview the big weekend of basketball ahead. Probably get his thoughts on Caitlin Clark's decision as well. Talk to Kevin coming up here in just a couple minutes on 1600 ESPN. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm meteorologist Rebecca Kopelman with your weather first forecast and the clouds will clear some and we'll have temperatures in the 50s this afternoon as we head into tonight we'll have clear skies and drop down into the low to mid 30s tomorrow we'll have the sun the breeze and temperatures in the 60s we get even warmer on Sunday with temperatures in the 70s and we could break records that's going to be achieved by strong south winds gusting at around 40 miles per hour that also leads to a higher risk of fire danger that's your latest Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. Tune in every Wednesday to catch the WagerWise podcast for your weekly dose of sports betting wisdom on KGYMRadio.com. Presented by Bet Fred. Scott Unash from your neighborhood Quick Star. And you all know that I'm a big Quick Star fan. I stop at least once a day, if not twice, and sometimes even more because of so many things that they do right. Their fresh products, amazing customer service. 
and you name it. And that includes their terrific chicken, some of the best chicken I have had in a really long time. If you haven't tried Quick Stars chicken yet, you need to do yourself a favor and stop and pick up some chicken. Fried chicken, bone-in, hand-breaded, prepared, fresh daily, two or eight-piece. You can also pick up chin chicken tenders, boneless wings, and roasted whole chickens. And going on right now, you can win fried chicken for life. That's one eight-piece bone-in fried chicken per week for life. All you need to do is go to quickstar.com backslash fried chicken for life. You must be 18 years of age or older to enter, but you can win chicken for life from your neighborhood Quickstar. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data reads may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com. Back at 3.35 on a Friday edition of the gym class here on 1600 ESPN. Spencer in for Scott today. Scott is back on Monday. Uh, he's off covering state girls basketball. He'll be back a couple days next week. I'm sure I'll be sitting in at some point next week too. So just keep your ears on the radio for our scheduling uh, scheduling plans here on 1600 ESPN. A couple spring training updates, Mark, before we get to the coach, Kevin Lehman. Uh, saw Cedar Rapids native Mitch Keller got a win in spring training ball today. Uh, pitched a couple innings in a 12 to 8 victory over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so Mitch Keller, his first win of spring training, uh, for what that's worth. And uh, right now, uh, the White Sox leading the Cubs six to two. That game in the bottom half of the fifth. For those of you paying attention to to spring training ball, uh, another spring uh, sport we pay attention to: winter and spring sport. Uh, around this time of year, of course, is basketball and plenty of college hoops action this weekend. Uh, here to help us break it all down is the coach, Kevin Lehman, on the gym class on 1600 ESPN. Kevin, good to talk to you. Uh, happy March. How you doing? Hey, Spence. When it's March, I'm always happy because it's March. It's time for some March madness. Uh, let's get your reaction to Caitlin Clark's decision, Kevin. I'm glad she made it when she did, Mark. I think it was great timing. You've got senior night coming up. Uh, there was so much pressure on her and so many questions about her future. Uh, didn't surprise me at all because, as you mentioned, you know, with the COVID year, that's something that uh, you're not a big fan of. And I don't think it even affected her. Is that correct? When she was a freshman? There's – Here's the thing, Mark. There's one more year of this COVID going through, but I'm getting off topic here. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great decision for her because you got Indiana with the first pick. Uh, she can transform that game into the WNBA. Uh, it'll be fun to watch her and see how that league changes with, with what she brings to it. I, I was going to ask you, Kevin, how much of a learning curve do you think there will be uh, from – for her from college to the WNBA, I, there will be, I think, but I think any, you know, early struggles will be, be gone pretty quick with how talented she is. Do you agree? Well, she's going to run into this, Spencer. It's going to be more physical league. Mm. Uh, the step up, whether you're from high school to college, again, to college to the WNBA or the NBA, the physicality is what shocks people. So she's going to have bigger, stronger people guarding her than she's seen in the Big Ten. That's going to be the major adjustment. So she's going to have to. Uh, you know, she's in you know great physical shape now. She's going to probably have to try to get stronger. Um, but her ability to pass the basketball, I think Spencer was, it makes her so special, and that's going to translate to the WNBA. Those things that transfer are rebounding and the ability to pass the basketball. So I think you'll see those things right to WNBA. But there's going to be a, she's not going to take this thing by storm. There's going to be a lot of people. Playing that WNBA, see her coming like, okay, we're going to put her in her place. Uh, uh, so she's going to have 
be somewhat of a marked person to have to earn her wings that first year. And that'll be the biggest adjustment, the physicality of that league. Kevin, coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, the first of uh, the last two games for the Iowa Hawkeye men at Northwestern, the only meeting of the year between these two teams. I was at 60 in the net uh, with a couple quad one opportunities ahead. Uh, what's in store for Iowa tomorrow? Why is Northwestern seemingly always a tough matchup? I think Chris Collins has done a great job with this team. And we talk about COVID years. You got a guy named Boo Bowie, whose real given name, of, of course, is Daniel Bowie, is Daniel Richard Bowie. He is a big-time gamer, a fifth-year guy. And remember, this is a Northwestern team that beat Purdue. I know it was way back in December. But this is a talented team. A big task for Iowa, but an opportunity for the Hawkeyes. And I tell you what, if Fran can finish strong, if this Hawkeye team can finish strong, Mark, I think this would be one of uh, Fran's best coaching jobs. And since the return of Patrick McCaffrey, I think it's helped that team run their offense. It's spread the offense out more. It's allowed Josh Dix to thrive. It's allowed Perkins to get to the rim more. Because now he doesn't have to play the two bigs as much uh, together with Cricky and Freeman. So there's more space to operate. Even if Patrick's not making shots, you have to guard him out there. And with his vision and size, I think that's really helped this team. And let's see if they can get two more. Because if they can win this one at Northwestern and take Illinois at home, they are certainly going to be one of those teams that you're talked about on the bubble. They'll probably run into is going to be some, some big stealers. So if you're on the wrong side of the bubble and a couple gets stolen, it just pushes you farther down. What's the math, in your opinion? Uh, you mentioned if they can get the next two games here and close out the regular season with a couple wins, they'd be uh, in the conversation. Uh, these two, Northwestern and Illinois, plus how many in Minneapolis do you think uh, do the Hawkeyes need to be on, on maybe the right side of the bubble come Selection Sunday? Well, I'll tell you what, Spencer, uh, where they're sitting at with that 60 net, the more the better if they get into Minneapolis. Uh, I mean, I think anything short of getting – they got to at least get to the semis. If you get a championship, then you really got yourself a case. Can they do that? Uh, if they keep plugging along like they've been, they got a good chance to. But their defense has gotten better. They're getting to the free-throw line. People are taking away the threes, so you see more mid-range game out of these Iowa Hawkeyes. But uh, when you're in that bubble, like I said, that's a bad place to be because you're not sure what the committee's going to look at. They don't really have any bad losses except the home loss to the Wolverines of Michigan. Uh, that's the one bad loss on, but you, but you, the way the net works, a lot of people don't understand. You're taking the top teams in the country, and you're comparing. You're taking the top 15 percent of the teams, and this is what how Joel Lenardi explains it to the general public. And your resume, your resume is being compared to those top 15 teams. So that's what I was going to be up against, as their resume is compared to these other resumes. So the more wins, the better. Obviously, the more quad ones, quad twos. Uh, it makes you look better in the eye of the committee. Last uh, question for me on Iowa anyway, Kevin, is were you like me? Couldn't really believe that Iowa had never had anybody post a triple-double before Peyton Sanford. I don't know who it would have been, but that was hard to believe for me. Uh, Mark, I'm right with you because I'm listening. To, I'm actually driving back. I had the uh... – Valparaiso at Northern Iowa game, so I'm catching the end of that game and listening to uh, Gary Dolphin and Bobby Hanson. And they were trying to figure it out, and I'm thinking the same thing. Okay, somebody, Woolreach, somebody's got to have it. You know, somebody mentioned B.J. Armstrong. Well, B.J., I don't think he ever got 10 rebounds in his career. That'd be a tough one for him. But And here's the, here's the uh, interesting part about that, Mark, is Keelan Clark's got, what, 17 triple-doubles now? Yeah. That shows you, yeah, and we're celebrating – We've got the first on the men's side. That, once again, shows you how dominant Caitlin Clark has been in her career. And, uh, and I think you know this better than I do, Mark. When did they start taking assists as a, uh, as a stat? Was it in the like, mid-'80s or something? I think you're right about that. Yeah, I think because I was thinking back to John Johnson, Freddie Brown, that era where Ralph Miller's teams were scoring 100 a, a game. 
that somebody there had to have it, but they weren't even t- taking care of stats at that time. I mean, assist stats at that time. So that's one of the reasons why I don't think we've seen it. But hats off to uh, the Peyton Sanford on that because that's that's really uh, an accomplishment, especially for a guy. It was he six six. It's not like uh, we've seen point guards do it, but you don't see a lot of guys of his size pull that triple double. The coach, Kevin Lehman, joining us here on 1600 ESPN. Uh, let's pivot to the Big 12. Kevin, Iowa State heading to UCF. Uh, Cyclones, obviously, the better team record-wise, but I know the, the Knights have uh, have picked off some of the big boys down there uh, in their home arena. Uh, three games left for Iowa State. I'm seeing Joe Lenardi has uh, the Cyclones as a two-seed in his latest update. Uh, so regardless of uh, you know uh, the, the quality of opponents left and, and uh, stuff like that, uh, still plenty to play for if you're uh, T.J. Otzelberger in the Cyclones. They got a chance. They got a chance to get to win this title still. Now, if you look at the schedule, I'm talking about the Big 12 regular season title, Spencer. If you look at the schedule, Houston's probably got a little easier trip. Oklahoma at home for the for Houston, UCF at home. But then, then they go to KU at the end of the season. A uh, little bit of a trap game maybe for the Cyclones UCF, as you mentioned, have had some big wins. They beat Kansas at home. They are not a team to be taken lightly with Johnny Dawkins coaching that team. BYU back at home for the Cyclones. BYU shoots a bunch of threes, and they spread you out. Cyclones had trouble with them in Provo. And then a little matchup at K-State at the Little Apple. That will be interesting since we had a little dust-up of Jerome Tang accusing Cyclones of videoing his his, uh, timeout. So I think it's a. I think uh, T.J. Alsberg has got to be in the conversation for national coach of the year, and certainly gets my vote for Big Twelve coach of the year for what he's done and all the new faces he's had to bring in at for the Cyclones this season. Well, BYU gave uh, Iowa State an assist in beating Kansas, but I think this Jayhawk team is going to be different when it gets to be full strength. Well, certainly, but they still have a lot of depth. That's the concern with them, and that's, that's who Iowa State replaced on that two-seed line for Joe Lenardi. They bumped Kansas down to a three-seed, uh, but they got to get McCarr healthy, and it's a bone bruise, which are difficult to come back from. They tried to play a little bit, Kansas Jayhawks did, and then sat him out again. They just don't have much bench there for Bill Self, and that's, uh, of course, most people consider him the best tournament coach in the country. But that's a tall task. And I think we talked about this last week, uh, Spence. I'd like to get your thought of it, too, because I know that Mark and I talked about Are you better off bowing out of the Big 12 tournament early to get some extra rest? Because that is a gruesome, going to be a gruesome tournament. It's going to be a war every night out. Are you better to save your legs? And maybe, in retrospect, if you get beat early, it might be a blessing. Man, that's the age-old question, isn't it? And we saw, uh, I think that happened to Iowa a couple years back when the Hawkeyes ran through the Big Ten tournament and then uh, got upset in the first round. Uh, uh, you know, Big Ten is one thing, but uh, the Big 12, especially this year and, and I'm sure for years to come, is an absolute bear. You never want to lose a game, right? But, boy, uh, if you can get yourself some extra rest uh, going into, uh, you know, the grind that is the uh, the 68-team field, uh, you know, maybe maybe it does benefit you. Uh, it benefits you in the end, right? Yeah, I would remember they turn around right away because the Big Ten championships on Sunday, mm-hmm. the last one played, uh, and I'm sure the Hawks were born a plane like Tuesday when they lost to Richmond in that round when they won the Big Ten tournament and uh, the Big Twelve championships on a Saturday, so you get a little extra rest. But I think in the Big Twelve, look in the past, some of those teams that have. I know last year Texas won it, but in the past you've seen some teams that have lost in the semis or the quarters, and then it's kind of gone on and had some success in the NCAA tournament because that's going to be a mobile combat in the Big 12 tournament. Well, we're heading down the home stretch in the Missouri Valley, heading for Arch Madness, a place I know you know and love very well, but. Uh, what do we got this weekend for Drake and you and I and their hopes? Well, I've got the game. Drake is going to host Bradley. There's really not a lot at stake. They're both going to be stuck as a Drake will be a second seed. 
and Bradley a third seed in this tournament. So they can't position themselves better there. Uh, but, you know, this is the game you certainly want to win. It, uh, it was the rematch of last year when they played at Bradley for the championship. So they flipped it this year not knowing Indiana State was going to come on like gangbusters. So the big question, though, Mark, is this Northern Iowa team is going to Southern Illinois, and there's three teams tied trying to get that four seed at Southern, Northern Iowa, and Belmont. So right now, if Northern Iowa can win in Carbondale, they'll get the four seed because they have a higher net than Belmont. So that is the second criteria, the tiebreaker in the Valley. First is head-to-head competition. Second is the net. Is and you and I is a couple points ahead of the net. The importance of that one in the Valley Tournament, Arch Madness, in all the years they played that, there's only been one team has advanced in the opening round and made the championship, and that was Valpo about four or five years ago. Uh, no team has ever punched their ticket if they had to play in the opening round, which is on a Thursday night. Ben Jacobson understands that. That's what he's gearing his team for. This is a big game for the Northern Iowa at Southern Illinois coming up this weekend. All right, Kevin, appreciate the time. Wires crossed again. Kevin, appreciate the time. Thanks for <laughs> this is the third time it's happened, so it's uh, it's a common occurrence today. Appreciate the time. Enjoy uh, the hoops this weekend and uh, catch up with you next week, okay? Thanks your time. Have a good one. The coach Kevin Lehman joining us here on sixteen hundred ESPN on uh, the gym class. Uh, Mark, we gotta we gotta like uh, have some sort of like communication, like the the can and the string maybe to figure out who's who's gonna talk today, apparently. Uh, we can't figure out uh, our pauses uh, by Skype. Uh, it would help if I'm in studio. I'll take the blame. That's all right. That's all right. That's, uh, we're we're uh, headed towards the weekend. Some some errors are, are perfectly fine. No, nothing is perfect in radio and in life. Uh, 319-366-1600-351. Quick time out. Back to wrap up the Friday edition of the gym class next here on 1600 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. Bet on all your favorite sports with live in-game wagers, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet. What a play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tune in to 1600 ESPN every weekday at 5 o'clock with Spencer on Sports for Drive Time, driven by Linder Tire. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Kevin Cohen here from Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio for True Green. Are you ready to elevate your lawn game without breaking the bank? True Green has been the trusted choice for over 2 million homeowners for over 50 years. Visit TrueGreen.com and discover the easiest and affordable way to achieve a pro-level lawn guaranteed. Plus, enjoy True Green's verified price matching, ensuring you get the best lawn for the best price. Visit TrueGreen.com and transform your lawn effortlessly. That's TrueGreen.com. Your dream lawn is just around the corner. Back at 3.52, seconds away from 3.53, wrapping up the gym class here on 1600 ESPN. Spencer in for Scott, Mark and Isaac uh, here with you on a Friday. We, we didn't check in with Isaac, Mark. I feel bad. He, he's been sitting over there all quietly. I wanted to get to the Caitlin Clark news since we hadn't had a chance to react to it. And Isaac's just over there like, what about me? Do you get a check in with me? We didn't say good afternoon to you, Isaac. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I just had okay. a soccer game over on to my left. Oh, you're watching. Uh, well, Mark, first I was working, and then Isaac's I, uh, watching soccer. That. Did you? Uh, can you believe that? No. <laughs> 
well, I'm sorry I forgot about you, and now this is going to make the first, like, five minutes of my show completely redundant because I'll probably just ask you the same. Isaac, how you doing? I'll just put it on loop for two full hours. I don't know. But uh, I am uh, coming up next, the regular program, 4 to 6, Spencer on Sports here on 1600 ESPN. But a few more minutes uh, left uh, here on the gym class. Uh, I, I neglected it, but we've been talking about so much uh, basketball uh, here this weekend, Mark. Uh, also, the D3 basketball tournament. I know you mentioned that on the uh, scoreboard earlier uh, this week with uh, games uh, starting up, but the D3 men's and women's tournament uh, getting underway tonight. Co-College playing uh, against Wabash College coming up in actually just under an hour. So the D3, uh, the march to the championship begins uh, there. Good luck to the Cohawks. Uh, kinda, um, uh, the American Rivers Conference uh, getting, what, four, three, four teams in uh, to the D3 tournament. So a uh, good representation for uh, for the Midwest uh, Midwest League. Yeah, uh, on the men's side, anyway, four uh, ARC teams involved. Uh, Cole, as you mentioned, over there playing at Trine University in Indiana. Uh, Trine is the host, and I don't think you can get odds on this game, can you, Spencer? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think there's D3 point spreads or anything like that as far as I'm aware, but uh, I'm sure someone out there has something uh, at, at some juncture with uh, with point spreads and odds and such like that. But uh, I am representing my my alma mater, the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, our women's team, uh, hosting, in fact, for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament. So looking forward to uh, maybe catching some of that game uh, tonight. Yeah, it's good stuff, especially for those D3 schools and uh, the Division Three wrestling lower regionals concluding uh, downtown in Cedar Rapids, and I know uh, Coe had a, a very good showing, and uh, Wartburg and others in the Iowa Conference, or I'm sorry, American <laughs> Rivers Conference. Uh, it's that it's that pesky Nebraska Wesleyan coming into the league. It was the Iowa Conference for the longest exactly. time, and then <laughs> and then Nebraska Wesleyan joins, and they got to go change the name. Uh, like, come on, can we just uh, we just you know be be consistent with stuff? Maybe not put a team yeah. from Nebraska in. I don't know. That league. That'll be uh, a wrap for today, uh, Mark. Uh, Scott is uh, Scott is back on Monday. I uh, I understand, and uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, we'll have uh, we'll have uh, more updates uh, as to who's hosting when and and everything coming up next week. But uh, the 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 band the band is back together for at least one or two days early next week. Yeah, thanks so much, Spencer, for sitting in, and uh, always a joy and. Uh... Like you said, probably do it again next week a couple times. All right, Mark, you have a great weekend, okay? Will do, you too. Mark Dukes joining me here on 1600 ESPN. This has been the gym class for Isaac and Mark. I'm Spencer. If you're sticking around for Spencer on sports, certainly hope you do. Coming up from 4 to 6, we got plenty more discussion of the basketball weekend ahead. NFL Combine Talk and lots more coming up between 4 and 6. So hope you stick around here on 1600 ESPN, Eastern Iowa's home for sports. More next.